Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to talk about WWE, Tony Khan, Ariel Halani, the shots, the jabs, the, <laughs> the complete and utter bollocks of it all. I'm going to tell you about a major last-minute change of plans on last night's Raw. Going to talk about some interesting plans for Finn Balor's demon character to return. And John Cena has been advertised for an upcoming Monday Night Raw. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I can't believe we're about to talk about this rubbish. And this <laughs> is the news. But it is the big story, I guess, yeah. at the moment. Um, you know, Tony Khan, Ariel Hawani. Let's just let's break it down a little bit, right? So this began on... Uh, on and around last week's episode of SmackDown, Helani was on there, uh, so Tony Khan tweeted him, calling him a fraud. <laughs> okay, that's where it started. Uh, situation then escalated when Helani responded to him on Twitter, saying, Thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Also, don't listen to the snowman, Shivani. You're a legend in my books. Tony had said <laughs> that Shivani is a better journalist or whatever, whatever, yeah. than Helani. Khan then replied, good luck with the unbiased journalism. Now, Helwani, who has performed WWE media duties in the past, he interviewed Nick Khan, lest we forget, for BT Sport. Mm -hmm. um, he appeared on the Elimination Chamber kickoff show. Uh, Michael Cole... <laughs> kind of I like this as well, this is fun. Uh, he referenced uh, the situation during the PLE proper, where he was ringside with... George St. Pierre. Yeah. I am not impressed with your performance. Love you. <laughs> uh, he introduced Helani as the unbiased, world renowned combat sports journalist well played. who asks all the hard questions whether you want to answer them or not. And then there was more jabs on last night's Raw. I think it was Corey Graves said WWE's full of unbiased journalists. <laughs> Helani, Ryan Satin, they're all there. Um, <laughs> Helwani actually spoke about the situation as well on the MMA Hour, which is his big show mm -hmm. that he does, uh, saying that he'd like to do more work with WWE um, and stating that he's not a wrestling journalist, uh, throwing comparisons to Dave Meltzer in the bin. Uh, he said, why do you guys keep keep comparing me to this guy? Because I might be that guy in MMA? Question mark. I've never been that guy in this sport. Just to be clear, that's it for me. I'm not a new employee. That's it. I'm done. I left. I said, thank you. That's it. I I have zero regrets and I loved every second of it but he is whatever open to hmm. uh, there was some other stuff like he went on a little bit as you'd understand it's quite a <laughs> interesting uh, situation uh, now Helani has obviously previously criticised Khan in the past because Khan was on the MMA hour I think it was in October and Tony just gave him like the basic stock yeah. replies to everything as he does in interviews he's never going to be salacious or whatever um, but he called Ariel called the situation bizarre 
He said it caught fire in the WWE locker room as well. People oh. were talking about it. Uh, amongst the people who noticed was Michael Cole. And here's an interesting quote. Michael Cole, freaking legend that he is, sees me before the show and goes, just wait to see how I introduce you. <laughs> um, he thinks he's going to say combat sports journalist or whatever, but then he dropped the line. Um, there you are. Now, Dave Meltzer has talked about this a little bit on Wrestling Observer Radio. Calls WWE, apparently WWE's pretty nasty about Cam behind the scenes, but you'd expect that anyway because they're in a wrestling war. Yeah. Um, he called it insidious, saying WWE hasn't changed in 40 years of wrestling wars. No, of course it hasn't. Um, and in, in his eyes, with company personnel seemingly celebrating the snowman comment, which, okay. Uh, <laughs> Helwani, of course, has previously... He was Nick Khan's agent for a while. That should be pointed out. And he... What was it? AW Freakazoids? He had that little rant after the after the October interview. Uh, I, I'll try and keep my thoughts on this brief because we're rabbiting... Or, well, I'm rabbiting already. It's a fascinating story. story. And I'm sure people don't need any more encouragement to go after it in the comments. No. I think, like, if you're generally... Like, I don't understand why people got upset about <laughs> this over the weekend it just seems like something that doesn't really I think there are better uses for your energy yes. than getting angry about a message board poster who happens to be a billionaire wrestling promoter tweeting something a bit nasty and then Helwani jabbing back and all this stuff yeah. I will say right like I, I I haven't followed MMA in a long time but I liked I like Helwani I love him in, yeah in general. he's great like I, I used to always enjoy the way he like stuck it to Dana White yes he got banned from shows for a while as mm. well didn't he for a brief period because yeah he would hold people to account and stuff and break the Brock Lesnar story which was awesome yeah exactly so he's done a lot of good work in that space of course I would never undermine that and of course he has the show he creates content he's had the MJF on which caused a bit of a ruckus of course lest we forget Um, but I don't think you can sit here and go well I'm only a journalist in MMA in in wrestling I I am not that at all I don't think it's you can pick and choose when you apply these standards and things I think that's a little bit silly Um, but Yes. <laughs> yeah, look, the only the person you should get excited about replying to you on Twitter is the laughing cow, and I've already completed that. So, yeah. look, I, I think, yeah, you can't really sit there. As much as I think this is something and nothing, and, you know, okay, maybe Ariel Hawani is just a fan, right, who just happens to also casually work occasionally. You can't pretend WWE. you're a journalist in the other space then. Well, don't, no, no. What I was going to say is, if that's the case, why are you using just a fan to introduce your entire video package about Sami Zayn and Canada and Montreal and all that. You can't have it both ways in my opinion. Yeah. But um, it'd be the crappiest fight I'd ever seen if these two get into it. I mean they could probably both beat us up. Yeah, Actually this would be the crappiest fight you've ever seen. Also, I will never fight you. Never. I never ever. Uh, you could kill my landlord, and I would never. Uh, well, why? Why did I pick landlord there? I don't know. Sacrificial lamb. Strange. Sacrificial Strange. landlord. <laughs> I will I, say right before we sign off. The snowman comment. That ain't it. Yeah. But you know. Hey, don't get worked up by this stuff. I'm aware we're, we're six minutes in. Comment go. section. Go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, So on last night's Monday Night Raw, we got the development that it will be Becky Lynch and Lita challenging Damage Kataral, or I should say specifically challenging Dakota Kai and Io Sky for their women's tag team titles. Um, But according to Fightful Select, no surprise there, no crap, just Sapshaw Rossap of Fightful Select, Trish Stratus was meant to be there. It's like... (laughs) 
two or three weeks, I've been like, okay, here comes Trish, here comes Trish, where's Trish? Where's she at? Well, she was meant to be involved in that. She was even backstage in Ottawa. No surprise there. It's Canada, after all. Yeah, um, it's but, all the same, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Small. A little Just tiny. Pop, pop over the road. It's like San Marino. <laughs> uh, but due to a, quote, creative change, that didn't happen, and things played out, as I mentioned there. Um, Bailey accepting on the tag team champions' behalf because she got riled up on Ding Dong Hello, but at least no one got kicked through a fucking door this time. Anyway, Worked Wrestling, who've Worked. been all over this from the beginning, um, tweeted, in case you couldn't tell, plans changed last minute tonight. Be patient, hang in there. Trish is still on the way. Uh, she will be working a storyline she's wanted to for quite some time. That's an intriguing tease. Yeah. Um, but I do like the uh, development of Becky Lynch and Lita having fought each other and beat the crap out of each other. And now, like, should we take these tag titles off these arseholes before WrestleMania? Yeah, I wonder if they're just uh, changing direction maybe a little bit and doing this tag match, which is next week, before they maybe do the trio smash yeah. at the pay-per-view. Uh, that's the most obvious thing that pops into my head. I think the trio's match will be a lot of fun. I think the tag match will be a lot of fun yeah. next week as well. So, like, I like this feud. I know people, like, are a bit fatigued maybe with the Bailey-Becky stuff because it's been going on a while. Yeah. Uh, and there have been a few twists and turns along the way. But I'm, I'm into this, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you good. can kind of see potentially where how it plays out with Bailey and uh, tag team championships yeah. on the line. Oh, interference. Oh, uh, a bit like last night's main event, basically. But sometimes predictable can be good at the same time. Yeah, like a lot of the time, the right thing to do is the most obvious thing to do. So, yeah. Like Sammy losing in Montreal. Boom. Finn Balor's demon character set for WWE comeback. Yeah. Right, we're going to go down the demon hole a little bit here. Um, so, remember, we've spoken about this in the past. Finn Balor and Edge were originally going to wrestle at uh, Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. WrestlingNews.co reported on that. Uh, the match was eventually scrapped because Edge was doing some acting and stuff. So he, could, he did commitments elsewhere. He couldn't do the, he couldn't do the match. He couldn't do the match. Um, interestingly, Fightful Select reported that not only was it actually supposed to be Edge versus Finn Balor, it was supposed to be, or it was billed as, listed as, plotted out as, Edge versus the Demon. Ooh. Boom. There you go. Now, uh, people Fightful have spoken to said that the demon's character, they don't feel the demon character fits the current presentation no. of the Judgment Day, so they were against it. Uh, but some people were actually of the belief that adding the gimmick to Edge versus Balor would have generated some extra buzz or whatever, whatever. Yeah, I agree. Like, the, the Judgment Day are just kind of goths, like goth jocks. Yeah. They're not like spooky evil guys. They're total jocks. Yeah. So, like, the demon would be an odd fit. I kind of agree with that. I wonder if now... Well, she'd be scared every time he went on to the top rope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, the last time we saw him there, he didn't do too well, brother. Um, I wonder if maybe we'll get the demon in the, in the cell if they do that, Mania. I'd keep it simple. Yeah. Look, I think Finn Balor's clearly having the best time right yeah. now. And Edge versus Finn Balor in Hell in a Cell is enough. You don't need to add any demon stuff with it. I think it would just muddy the waters. Uh, I would be intrigued to see the demon interact with Ex-Con Dom, of course. Yes. But at that aside, no, I think, you know, him coming in and costing him the, the US title match last night, spoilers, but I don't know why you're watching this if you've not watched Raw already. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it just makes complete sense. And what is he said? It's, I'm going to keep kicking your ass, basically. Or the worst is yet to come, or whatever it was he said as he finished off last night's show. Uh, yeah, Edge being like, I've had it with you, it's bloody doing this. Let's have it out in Hell in a Cell, because I'm really good in Hell in a Cell. We yeah. talked about this as much on the uh, uh, 10 New Directions video that was released uh, yesterday, I believe. Yeah, you should check that out if you want to hear some nonsense. Mm. 
Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. And the new direction for Austin Theory, surprise, surprise, is probably John Cena at WrestleMania, who has now been advertised for Monday Night Raw uh, in Boston, TD Garden, uh, um, on the 6th of March, a show that is being billed, according to my sources, as a wicked pisser. Uh, what? It's his first piss on Raw since June 2022. Wicked pisser. What? Go Reds, go Sox. The Yankees suck. Oh, okay. Um, of course, he <laughs> popped on SmackDown for his one and only uh, match of 2022, tagging with Kevin Owens uh, against Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. And now, yeah, he's going to be back on Monday Night Raw, presumably to set up a match at WrestleMania 39 with Austin Theory. Austin Theory slagged him off a little bit on a backstage promo last night and then retained through shenanigans. Good stuff. Yep. Wicked pisser. Open challenge. Yes. John Cena did that well. Austin Theory's doing it now. He's got the US title. Makes sense. And speaking of... <laughs> what an analysis. <laughs> well, speaking of open challenges, we move over to our Twitter questions, at WhatCultureWWE. Of course, you want to get in touch with us. Um, Shad, who Mark Smith, who tweeted this to us yesterday, mm. uh, Mark said, Morning, boys. Um, so Cena beats Theory at WrestleMania, becomes US champion, goes to Raw after WrestleMania, does an open challenge, 
and loses the United States title to a debuting Jay White. Be a good, good way to kick a man's uh, run off mm. in a good way, straight up. Shades of Kevin Owens immediately confronting John Cena, albeit with a title win this time. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of just bringing someone in and going, boom, let's go. I'm not messing around. Sometimes you want to mess around. It's different with everyone. Mm. But I think with Jay White, um, I'm really interested to see how WWE's crowds react to him. Uh, I wonder how, how much crossover, how many WWE live attendees are watching New Japan and mm. know who Jay White, like have a real feel for Jay White. I'm really curious as to his reaction. Obviously, when AJ Styles came in from New Japan, it was immediately like, boom. But also, he had the TNA run and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm interested in seeing how all of this goes. But you can take chances like that with the US title, because while it does have a bit of credibility, it's not the be-all, end-all. So, it's a good call. Yeah, and I, I, you know, the Raw after WrestleMania is more of a hardcore crowd, so they're they're more likely to to recognise Jay White, and then people presumably would hear that reaction and go, I should probably check this guy out. And I don't know. Maybe if you don't know who a wrestler is, Google them. Just yeah, thought. Uh, that's the that's the thing. That's the thing. I guarantee, though, if Jay White turns up, you won't see people going, "Who is this? I have no idea who this is." <laughs> they only do that with the other company for yes. some for some reason. Exactly. Maybe they're I don't. Maybe they're a bit biased. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just asking questions. He's just asking questions. Google exists. Like, if you don't know a name, it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, Then again, of course, Andy, Jay White could be uh, Tony Khan's big announcement on Dynamite this week. I just wish someone had done a video about five possibilities that that could be. I think that's going out today, actually. Maybe. I don't don't remember. I heard him filming it yesterday. It was very good. Yeah, very excited. Thank you. It's, it's very okay. Out. You should check it out. I've it's got very okay. Yeah. I'm ringing endorsements. Yeah, well, I mean, you you want to temper expectations. You don't want people to go and go, oh, this is going to change my life. And then they're just like, oh, I had a good time. Yeah. But, yeah. I think they're all all good possibilities. I'm yeah. very excited. There are possibilities. Alan Pardew. What? <laughs> Hamid gives us our second question today. I was, I was intrigued by this question and your thoughts on it. Hamid writes... What's the etiquette about using other wrestlers' finishers? After seeing Logan Paul using the bookshot, is that an unwritten rule that they would run it past another wrestler, or do they just do it regardless? I have literally no idea. No idea whatsoever. I would imagine that if it's in the same company, Mm. you would go, hey, I would like to use this move that you use a lot. And then the person can either say yes or no, and you can take it from there. I think like as a general gracious thing, if it's someone you work with, you'd probably just go, hey, I'd like to do this. Can I? And if the person say, is it going to be kicked out of? Yeah, there you go. And like, if the person disagrees, you just go, okay, fair enough. Like, you use this move more than mm. I do. That's that's cool. I think you would generally do that. And maybe agents and producers would be like, hey, let's not let's not cross paths here. Yeah. But I, I think if you're in a different company, who cares? Like, Logan Paul yeah. only wrestles like two or three times a year. I can't imagine that he gave a single hoot. <laughs> yeah, Logan Paul strikes me that generally he doesn't really give a toss what you think about certain things. Yeah, like, yeah, like NFT scams, <laughs> wrestling, energy drinks. He doesn't care. Prime is delicious, though, I will say that. It, it's... If you like dying young, it tastes delicious. (laughs) Is that and the pitch black? Oh, it's gone. It's all all been drunk. The pitch black uh, Mountain Dew was. Oh, God. Shouts to Jeff. Very kind to send us it, but not for me. Cheers, Jeff Maker. Yeah, I think think occasionally you get homages to it, not just obviously like Eddie Guerrero, but like Montez Ford went to do the. I doubt he went, hello, Dwayne, can I use that? I think that's probably all right. Yeah. But I think, yeah, if you're going to. Uh, hit someone with the end of days, I'd probably run it past Baron Corbin first, yeah. for example. Yeah. 
especially yeah. if they get a bloody kick out of it because no one should have. There you go. Still annoyed by that. Drew right. didn't need that. It just it was happening. Kevin didn't do anything. Like he hadn't laid him <laughs> out with it loads on the road to WrestleMania, and then he just he did it. It was a crap feud as well. Yeah, like rubbish. what was the point of that? Why it was so he they... could uh, cut the ropes with the sword. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, but also, so I think, you know, if you're Logan Paul and you do a better book shot, Larry, you might as well go for it. Um, that'd be fun in the comments, <laughs> won't it, Andy? Um, I see Punk had the best book shot, Larry. Good point, yeah. Actually, also have fun with that, the comments section. <laughs> Chad WC Michael saves us by sending us our final question of the day. Uh, saying, I'd really like Adam Wilborn and Andy Murray's opinions here. Who do you think is the more influential Paul in WWE history? Paul Bearer. Paul Heyman or Paul Levesque? Paul Roma, I think, is the, 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 the best member of the Four Horsemen, of course. Um, wow, okay, I like it. Who's the best Paul? Uh, Paul Bearer, I don't think so. Like, obviously, quite a, quite a memorable manager. Uh, I, don't, I don't like when his name gets brought up because I was one of those. A bit, I think Simon Miller's had this same experience with me who realised Paul Bearer, Paul Bearer, Undertaker, <laughs> so late, just so late. <laughs> It's so called a crap eureka moment, yeah. I think. Yeah, an anti-eureka moment. Uh, an eureka moment, I don't know. Eureka Johnson. Yeah, shout-outs to Eureka Johnson. What's she up to these days? I think she's going to tag with Trish at WrestleMania oh. to take tag titles. <laughs> Fair play, why Sven not? Sven Eriksson, special guest referee. You know, oh, you know. Brother, brother. Um, Paul Heyman, yes, to a degree. It's Paul Levesque, isn't it? Like, he, yeah. he's the... He's, he's been an executive... Papa H. Papa H, he's been an executive for ages. He's the head of creative now. He was... Uh, a main eventer for a long, long time. Yeah, it, it's it's Triple H. I love Paul Heyman. Uh, especially love Paul Heyman in the comedy neck brace, although it wasn't comedy. But, yeah, you know, Wobbly Walrus. Yeah, legend. exactly. I think, you know, he's, his legacy as an influence uh, within the business cannot be understated. But, yeah, Paul Levesque is running things in the biggest wrestling company yeah. in the world right now. Yeah. And... In my opinion, doing quite a good job. So Paul Levesque might be writing most of the best story for, which is quite interesting. I think it's an interesting conversation. Yeah. But when you like weigh them up against each other, what they've done in WWE, it's Paul Levesque. Part of that is being a sort of sideways nepo baby at times, but he's doing great work yeah. at the moment. So. It's so nice to hear him paying tribute to the Montreal Screwjob that he had no involvement in whatsoever. Yeah. Of course, yeah. That was weird. Just touching. How are you doing that for Brett? You were fucking involved, dickhead. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to today's and finally, because I've been so excited to get in here and show you this. What is have this? you been following the great Carly on Instagram recently? I have not, well, sir. If, if not, get on it right now, um, because he shares things like this. This man, I don't know who he is, I do apologise, but his, his body is covered in great Carly tattoos. Oh, my good, good, good gracious. Right. <laughs> All right. I guess this guy really likes the Great Cali. 50% discount. Oh, no. Well, oh, you've gone on to the next bit of squared circle now. You are. Careful. I'm going, I'm going in a dark place. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, sure. Which, always... one's, which one's your favorite? Um, what I'd want is I want a nipple to be more incorporated in it, if I'm yeah, honest. Yeah, like an eyeball in the nipple. Or also, like show us your back. I want to see you back. <laughs> what have you got on there? Is it him holding the world title after Jinder Mahal retains? <laughs> Jinder's in the bottom corner like, give me back my belt. 
<laughs> like Scrappy Doo. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. I was going to say more. Send us more wrestling tattoos. Don't. They're weird. I don't like them. If you, actually, if you've seen like any crap ones, yeah. send us those. Like you know, Alan Belcher, the UFC fighter, has that really oh, terrible yeah. Johnny Cash. Tattoo. Yeah, look. I don't. I was going to say. I don't. I was about to compare it to like Elvis. I was going to say Elvis because I couldn't remember yeah. who it was meant to look like. It just looks like a droopy Elvis, doesn't it? <laughs> if you've seen or know of any really just awful like bad. Faces in particular, send them on. Well, yeah, way. we'll have them as a as a, a rolling thing on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the slideshow out. Get that little <laughs> clicker we used yesterday. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on that <laughs> and uh, all of today's news stories. As if you need any encouragement with some of them uh, in the comments section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at, at Andy H Murray. The H stands for Hoop Twenty Seven. I think that's the number. Uh, fantastic, <laughs> Mister Hoop. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, we'll be reviewing uh, Monday Night Raw a little bit later on today. And then, of course, looking ahead to the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. No. Yeah! A little bit later on. Stacked show tonight. Uh, but for now, my thanks, Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, Headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.